With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Row and Byers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to buyersauto.com. If you're looking for stuff to talk about, especially stuff about Ohio State recruiting on the football side of things, then you're in the right spot because I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. Uh, we're not in person. We will be in later this week. We'll probably have a second episode um, for for watchers at the end of the week after the Wednesday camp session and the June camps end up um, or finish up Wednesday afternoon. But Spencer, there's just too much stuff going on to not talk stuff today. And it's Monday uh, as we're recording this. We let the weekend wash over us. Everything is back to somewhat normal. The, the deluge of recruiting is here. I'm tired. Uh, but hey, that's life, man. Life. Wow, man. Life. How are you? We've, we've almost made it through the June recruiting month, Burn. We knew it was going to be wild. We knew it was going to be pretty crazy. And, and now it's almost uh, reached a conclusion. But we still got a couple more very important camp dates, um, some important decisions coming down the pike. So uh, I guess we should just get into the stuff and start talking about it. I think the funniest thing in the world is chairs that, you know, when you try to adjust them and that you don't always necessarily put it up at first and you just let it take you down. <laughs> That's just what happened. And if for those of you who are just listening to this, as opposed to watching the video on YouTube, then you're missing a key component here, which is a sight gag that I just pulled off. It was actually hilarious. It's just one of those things, folks, you can only get on YouTube.com. If you subscribe to Letterman Row there, you can ring our little bell. We can You can be notified every time one of these episodes comes on the air. Uh, we talk for a long time, 45 minutes, sometimes, maybe, who knows, Spencer, one of these days we're going to talk for an hour. I feel like I'm talking a lot right now. Am I on cocaine? I'm probably not, but <laughs> it's just the way this month has gone, man. I just feel like I'm just like on, on some some recruiting juice and let's just dive in, right? JT to a Malolau. The official visit came, it went. And I, I just want to start here because I know it's what everyone wants to talk about. And I hate saying it because... The Buckeyes obviously did a great job with him over the weekend, but for now, it's still sort of the status quo. Everything is going exactly how JT Tuomaloau and his family thought it was going to and planned for it to. And so they left Ohio State on Sunday afternoon. They go straight to the West Coast. Well, they'll spend today through Wednesday at Oregon, and then they'll take a day off, head to Alabama for the weekend and wrap up the, the recruiting whirlwind, the five official visits in, in four weeks. And I think, and from talking to a couple of people that do know things, the expectation from here, Spencer, is that maybe it's like a week after the Bama visit concludes that we should have a final answer. So for me, I'm circling the date July 4th, not because that's what anyone said, but because at that point, if JT Tuomaloa does not make a decision, I don't care. <laughs> if you, you're just not going to care anymore, huh? Nope. I will not write about it. I will not talk about it ever again. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. We will certainly cover it in detail at lettermonroe.com, but Spencer, the, the big thing for Ohio State over the weekend was just trying to showcase to JT Tuomaloa and his family what the brand of Ohio State is and what it is now, what it's been historically, but also what it's going to do in the future as the name, image, and likeness stuff comes online in Ohio starting July 1st. And it feels dirty in a way, doesn't it? To be like, okay, but look, this is how much money you can make here if, if you're at Ohio State. But 
it's it's the new way and people just better get used to it and there's no doubt about it that was a major part of the presentation yeah and to start to circle back to what you originally said i think there was this notion that once the visit happened we were going to have much more detail about jt to him and, and how he's feeling and what was going to happen it was the entire thing the visit was what was circled i think we might have even us a little bit gotten that wrong and thinking that the visit was going to be the thing that we should circle i think after the visits was what should have been circled the whole time of course you make a big deal because the visit actually happened but but the real fireworks or the decision is going to come in the next couple of weeks after the visit and you know we had to the visit and everything and then it's kind of like okay it happened what next it's like okay now now it really is hurry up and wait we hurried up and waited for the visit now we have to hurry up and wait for a decision but yeah i, I think ohio state played this the correct way they went uh i guess out of their way to make sure that the presentation was on point was the way that they thought it should be there wasn't a lot of of flashiness to the the entire visit other than the the opening at the airport and, and a couple other things that they might have done for him in the meantime but really it was about larry johnson and and forming that relationship and showing him what he could do and then how much money he could make based on what larry johnson can do for him yeah and there's but it's not just about what larry johnson can do for him on the back end this isn't about how much money he can make as a top three pick as a defensive end like the bosa's or chase young this is about how much money the city of columbus and the brand of ohio state can put on the table for the number one ranked player in the country as a football player while he's at Ohio State because name, image, and likeness and, and the, the way that these players are going to be able to market themselves is going to be fascinating to see. And there's no better example and no better opportunity for Ohio State to say, okay, you're the guy that can show people exactly how this can go than the number one ranked player in the country. And for Tua Malolau and, and his family, it, this was a trip to get com comfortable, okay? This was a trip that should have happened 16 months ago. So it's not like they don't know Ohio State They've seen the ins and outs of everything that the Buckeyes can offer on Zoom calls. This is about sitting down with Larry Johnson and Ryan Day in person and saying, Larry Johnson's going to be your coach. If you're here at Ohio State for the next three, four years, Larry Johnson is never is not leaving as long as you're here. Those sort of conversations had to happen. Those are the sort of things that people need to know because one of the things that Oregon or USC with their younger up and coming defensive line coaches and, you know, the hip, the, 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 you know, flashy youth, the two youths um, are, you know, trying to suggest is that, hey, Larry Johnson's not even going to be there. It's important for, for JTT and his family to be able to sit there and say, okay, Larry Johnson isn't some dodgering old clown. Like he's like, you're not going to be able to, you know, walk in, in a week or two. Like he's younger than Nick Saban. So it's not like you have to walk him out there in, in a, you know, wheelchair and be like, here's Larry, what do you think? Uh, I mean, Larry Johnson knows what he's doing. And uh, for Ohio State, you know, there's talk about basketball. There's talk about all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, and you said it correct, this comes down to Larry Johnson. And, and does does JT Tuomaloa and his family, do they trust that Larry Johnson is going to be the guy to develop him the best way that, of anyone? And I think what's interesting here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you probably know this better than I do because you are more of a football fan than me. Um, but Oregon runs a 3-4, correct? Yes. And Alabama runs a 3-4. And JT Tuomaloa wants to be a defensive end in a 4-3 style defense. And that's where the Buckeyes have a real advantage, I think, because that is their defense. That is the standard. They see him as a true defensive end, not a guy that's going to play uh, at a three-tech or, or, or move into the middle. They see him as a guy who can be an edge rusher. And I think that Larry Johnson being able to present that this past weekend is something that can go a long way for Ohio State. But again, he's still going to Oregon. He's still going to USC. Those things were never in doubt. 
And I would love to talk to JT to a Maloa and get an idea of how he's actually feeling. But again, only one person does that in the media, and that's Brandon Huffman from 247 Sports. If you're a subscriber with 247, you should read that update. It was glowing. He was obviously very effusive in his praise for Ohio State. But that's an official visit. Like every official visit is going to go that way. There is no chance that Ohio State was going to screw this up by, you know, leaving something to chance or, or allowing themselves to be unprepared when they've literally prepared for this for 16 months. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that, that you hit the nail on the head there. The thing that I'll say about Oregon and Alabama is, you know, the thing that Alabama and Ohio State both have over Oregon is the fact that Oregon can sell the number one player in the class a couple years ago, Kayvon Thibodeau, who's probably going to be a first-round pick next year, and say you could be the next defensive end. But JT's not really that kind of body style. And Oregon, you know, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is the kind of body style that fits in that Oregon system. I don't want to get too football-centric here. But, like, Alabama can can talk about the defensive ends, the defensive tackles, the three-techs, the one-techs, the, the outside guys, the outside linebackers, everybody along the line of scrimmage that they put in the NFL. Ohio State can do the same. Oregon doesn't have that kind of cachet when it comes to the style of defense that they run, proving that it can get you to the next level, whether you play a defensive tackle, three tech, one tech, defensive end. If Ohio State wants to play in the defensive end, every body type that Larry Johnson's seen can work at defensive end at Ohio State. And he he knows that JT Tuivas can get there. And so I think that's what Ohio State and Alabama can sell over what Oregon can sell. And I think that's why one part of the reason why Ohio State was able to hone in on, look at what we can do for you as far as getting you to the next level. Oh, by the way, this market is massive and NIL can have a huge impact on your life and help your family while you're in college. Yeah, and that's where I think things get interesting when you talk about Oregon, because clearly Nike has a major hand in what happens with the Ducks and their program. And as the name, image, and likeness stuff comes online, the opportunity to really emerge there and say, hey, we Nike has all this for you. I mean, I think that that that's, has to be a part of what Oregon is putting forward. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal's program is, is the premier one in, in the Pac-12, and there's no real reason to think that there's competition coming. USC certainly fighting, and if they could find a way to, to sway JTT here, that would be a major win for them, considering they just signed Corey Foreman in the class of 2021. Ohio State has Jack Sawyer. They're trying to pair him up with. Alabama has every player in the country. They signed 83 guys this, this year. So, like, there, there, there's no doubt that each of these teams has pluses and minuses. Um, Washington's at home. Ohio State has Larry Johnson. Alabama wins a national championship every year. Uh, I mean, they, these are things that you just have to start to pick and choose what's actually important in – for JT Tuomaloa and his family, that's really what it's about. It's about what is most important. Is it is it a chance to play basketball? Because if a chance to play basketball is the most important thing for him, Oregon's probably going to be the choice because Ohio State and Alabama will certainly say, hey, go ahead. You can play basketball. We'll, we'll allow you to. But you wonder how that translates to his off, off the field or brand building at Ohio State if he's not fully committed to being the best defensive lineman he can be. Um you know, and Washington is is the, the school down the street from his house. Oregon has Nike. USC has Hollywood. Alabama has Nick Saban. Ohio State has Larry Johnson. It's just it's a fascinating recruitment. And there's no reason to think that anything's going to change. And, and this is what I've come to sort of terms with in these last few days. And again, talking about Brandon Huffman from 247 Sports, who I think has to be the guy that you follow here. I mean, more so than us. And I, I hate saying that, but I, the kid won't talk to anybody but him. So um, if if. Brandon Huffman doesn't change his crystal ball from Ohio State, which is what it's on right now. And it's sure it's a one confidence. So it's not like it's a huge uh, thing. Um, then then you can feel good. But I've also started to think about it this way, Spencer, being that Brandon Huffman is the only guy who really has the inside track on this recruitment. Is there any chance he would actually change his crystal ball and give it away? 
You know what I mean? So like, there's no, I don't think that you're going to see a change one way or the other, because the confidence at one as it's currently existing means nothing like who cares uh, if it means that they get to hold on to and really have that story like nobody else has. I don't think that they would change it and risk giving it away. So uh, I, I don't know we got two weeks really to, to figure out what happens here with JT to a Malolo and um, bottom line, Ohio state put themselves into a great position. They've been in a great position for a long time. They did nothing to, to jeopardize that, that spot. In fact, I know for a fact they augmented their opportunity here with JTT just by being able to present him and his family with the name, image, and likeness stuff, the job fair happening at the same time that uh, he was on campus, the opportunity to really focus in from Larry Johnson and Ryan Day, considering they only had three other official visitors on campus. Um, you know, it was a all hands on deck weekend. Every, every staff member was a part of it. Uh, and, and that's what you really hope that you can impress on, on that family is that Ohio State's approach is different than everyone else and so um that's really all i gotta say about that as in the words of good old forrest gump that's all i got to say about that there you go I, i'm not gonna try to top that yeah jenna um let's move on uh we're talking stuff about ohio state football recruiting brought to you by Myers automotive and letterman row as i mentioned spencer there were three other official visitors who were uncommitted to ohio state four total cj hicks made his official visit and yes he spent a lot of time with jtt as well uh, but the three that were uncommitted class of 2022 prospects, running back Dallin Hayden, wide receiver Kojo Antwi, and safety Jake Pope from Buford, Georgia. Well, let's say, let's start with the running backs. We did an episode of The List on Dallin Hayden a few months ago, and there's a reason why. I don't care about his ranking. I don't care if he's the 24th ranked tailback in the country. I don't care about anything else about what people write about him or evaluate him. Um, the five foot eleven hundred and ninety five pound back from Tennessee is Ohio State's top target at running back and has been for a while. He visited Ohio State a week after visiting Notre Dame. There was certainly a belief heading into the Notre Dame visit that Ohio State had a way too large of a lead to overtake for Notre Dame. They made it very close. They they certainly pushed uh, and and made this past weekend interesting for Ohio State. There was a little bit of nerves for the Buckeyes um, heading into the visit. And, and now he's home um, debating what to do. I think that uh, ultimately he didn't leave the Notre Dame trip with Notre Dame ahead. And, and I think that's telling, right? I think that uh, the Buckeyes will be the choice. Uh, it could be any day this week, I think, is really the way we're looking at it. And um, for Ohio State, it was really about just cementing that relationship. When you've had, when you've had the chance to show a kid for, for months and months, hey, you're our top guy. And then you have that kid there the same weekend that the number one player in the country and JTT is there. And that kid doesn't leave feeling uh, ignored or like you didn't pay enough attention. I think you did a great job. Yeah, and I think that was part of the weekend was the balancing act we were curious about. I think everybody was. How do you balance having the number one overall prospect that you need to wow in the 2021 class and bringing in some of the elite guys in the 22 class? I think Ohio State put on a master class in, in how to do that. I think they'll probably take notes on how they they pulled the, the weekend off for a couple you know cycles to come. And Dallin Hayden leaves with a with a glowing review of Ohio State, we, we think, what we've heard. And you think that, you know, if Notre Dame and Ohio State were neck and neck before the weekend, after Notre Dame kind of made it interesting last weekend, you would think Ohio State's ahead right now. And, and you feel, if you're Ohio State, you feel really good about where you're at right now. And I think, uh, uh, you know, the Buckeyes could see some good news soon, but things change in recruiting. There's still nine days left in June, and, and June's been wild. So it's time for a visual representation of the recruitment of Dallin Hayden, brought to you by Letterman Rowe. 
those of you who are listening to this on your podcast device in your car or on your phone while you're on the treadmill, you're going to miss out on this handy little illustration. Let's say going into the visits, it was Ohio State up here and Notre Dame here, right? Notre Dame made their visit and made it to here, right? Now, Ohio State made their visit. And the question is, did they drop or did they push the lead back, right? I mean, that's that's the way it works. That visual representation of Dallin Hayden's recruitment has been brought to you by Fires Automotive. I think that it's the latter. I think Ohio, or the former, I apologize. I think Ohio State knew what they had to do. They knew that they were in a position with Dallin Hayden of, of being in the lead heading into, uh, into June. And they did a couple things I think that were really important. Number one, Nick Singleton, a four-star running back from Pennsylvania, who wanted to switch his official visits around so that he could visit before Hayden. They didn't let him do that. And I think that was a telling thing for the Buckeyes to tell Dellen Hayden, hey, you're our guy. We're not even going to let one of these other guys that might commit this month um, on campus in front of you because you're the guy we want first. Number two, I think there's some been some discussion and it hasn't been finalized yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hayden, if Hayden left campus telling Ohio State what he was going to do, if he left campus telling them, hey, I'm going to commit to the Buckeyes then they're likely to postpone or cancel outright the visit of Omarion Hampton, the running back from North Carolina, um, maybe push it to the, to the season, depending on if you have roster attrition, if you lose guys, maybe you can try to get a running back back in um, for an official visit, you know, this fall, but they want to make sure Dallin Hayden knows he's their guy. And I think that they did a great job with that. I've talked to Dallin since, um, you know, a little bit off the record and, and he felt like he was in, in, in the good spot with the Buckeyes as far as what they were telling him and, and making sure that he understood that just because they have five-star running back Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor as true freshman coming in, that they, you know, aren't looking at this as we have our running backs for the next four years. I mean, the Buckeyes want to make sure that that room is loaded. In fact, they actually had Evan Pryor as the host for um, Dallin Hayden. So it's not like they're trying to hide these guys. They put them front and center and said, hey, here, here's our guys. Do you feel like you fit in with these people? And that's ultimately what Ohio State is doing so well, Spencer, over everyone else on the recruiting trail right now is just showcasing the people. They're saying, these are the dudes who are in our locker room. Are you a guy like this? And if you are, then you have the same goals as these people. You have the same opportunities to succeed as these people. Why would you not want to be around people who are just like you? I agree. And I think in a way, it's kind of like, you know, you already know the depth chart on the field. Here's our depth chart off the field. Here's the dudes that are around and are, here's the the running back room, but not as, as running backs, but as, you know, Ohio state students and as people. And I think that's what Ohio state's doing right now is let, let's see how many, many good people we can get in the program and, and to have, you know, the loaded depth chart like Ohio state has right now. And then to have down Hayden visit, and stay with Evan Pryor and have Evan Pryor host him. That says a lot about what Ohio State thinks of its running back room, first of all, but what it thinks of, we know that that the room can be a little intimidating, but this is how it's going to help you. And you can learn for yourself when you're around Evan Pryor, Trayvon Henderson, those guys, how the running backs can help you. And I think that's one thing that Ohio State does well, really well, and they have for the last three or four years now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, it's telling – like I said, they weren't trying to hide that depth. So in fact, they put it front and center. So here's the true freshman who's been on campus for six months. He's going to be your host because they want people to understand that those those guys in that locker room are the type of people you want to be teammates with. And that was really the push that Ohio State made for uh, Lambert uh, Georgia, Lambert High School, Suwanee, Georgia, four-star receiver Kojo Antwi, who visited Ohio State 
officially. Now, this is one, you know, the Buckeyes have three wide receivers committed. We've talked at length about the fact that they want four, and and Kojo has always sort of been that guy, but nobody really took it seriously, I think, that he was going to actually consider them um, because he's from Georgia. He's got offers from Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M. Those were the sort of the main competitors making an official visit to USC this upcoming weekend. I'm telling you, there's just this feeling, uh, maybe it's because Brian Hartline just has just decided he's never going to get out-recruited ever again. I don't know. But there's something about the relationship that he's built with Antwi, despite not being able to meet him, that took a real boost this weekend. And I I don't know, man. There's a July 5th decision. I've heard from multiple people that Ohio State thinks it's them or Georgia. I've heard from some folks who, who are close to the Bulldogs program that they think Georgia's out. Some folks think it's Alabama and, uh, and Georgia. Some folks think, I mean, there's all these moving parts, but Ohio State's always sort of been a, a, a slow drifting current here and that is maybe now just received a, a real bump up the list because of this official visit. And I mean, heck, remember Spencer, this is three months ago when Kojo Antwi decided he was going to make an announcement of a top three and the Buckeyes weren't in it. And then immediately he reached out to me and said, hey, actually they are. This was just incorrect. Um there's always this feeling like he was really interested in Ohio State. He's got family in Ohio. His, his uh, cousin lives in Cincinnati. There, there's family ties to the state, and that that's certainly something that can help the Buckeyes here because they're, you know, that family. Uh, his father is from Ghana. Their family is extremely like into academics, multiple degrees, doctors throughout their family. They want to be at a school where he's going to be around great kids and, and people who have a a function and a purpose beyond just football. And, and I honestly think that's where Ohio State is is going to make their their hay in this recruitment. Yeah, it's interesting because when you go into Georgia and you start recruiting against Alabama and Georgia and Texas A&M and, and all the schools down there, you've really got to find a way to separate yourself on and off the field. So I think, you know, Ohio State did a good job of that. And these it just seems like this weekend everything fell into place for Ohio State. You know, they did what they needed to do and showed JTT what what he needed to see. They did what they needed to do for, for Dallin Hayden. And then the same thing for Kojo Antwi and that relationship continues to build. And if there's one person that I trust to build a relationship at Ohio state, it's Brian Hartline. And so with Brian Hartline and the official visit and the relationship, you always know you have a shot. And then when that relationship gets boosted even more, now you start to feel good if you're Ohio state heading into that July 5th decision. Yeah. And that's really what you're looking for right now is just an opportunity to feel like you have a real shot and they, they certainly do. Uh, with that, and, and if they can get Kojo Antwi in the mix here and, and wrap that up on July 5th, they will be done recruiting the wide receiver position in the class of 2022. And they can really focus on the class of 2023. And it is wide receiver week at Letterman Row. And so let's just talk about it. Tuesday's camp, I mean, uh, at Ohio State is going to be uh, L-O-A-D-E-D loaded with dudes, man. Like the number one player in the country at the position, Brandon Ennis, is coming up from Miami. You got Carnell Tate back in town. You got um, Braylon James coming in from Austin, Texas. You got Santana Fleming from Florida as well. You got Anthony Brown coming back from Springfield fighting for an offer from Ohio State. Like it's going to be probably the most singular loaded position group we've seen at a camp yet for Ohio State. And I'm really excited to get out there and see that. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
The only thing I, I'd like to see more is if there's a talented set of cornerbacks going to be on the campus to go against them in the one-on-ones. But I think Ohio State really is setting this up nicely. They can show these guys, hey, this is the competition level. You know, and, and these guys just – they come to camp when they can. But Ohio State gets to show these 2023 wide receivers. You think this camp is loaded. Wait till you get in our wide receiver room because you're going to be competing against the best of the best wide receivers in America that come to Ohio State. So I think they're doing this correctly and showing these guys, you know, like Anthony Brown from Springfield. Hey, we think you're really talented. Here's the other guys we're recruiting too. And so I, yeah. I, I think this could be a very good thing for all of these guys and for Ohio State just to say, okay, if you didn't, if you felt a little uncomfortable, you didn't like this. Maybe, maybe this isn't the place for you. But if you, if you really like the competition level that you saw here at this camp, let's talk. Yeah, I think it's actually a really good point. I mean, you, you have a, a local guy like Anthony Brown who has offers from Penn State, from Michigan, who's Tennessee, Wisconsin. I mean, he's got a lot of big time offers, but he's five foot nine and one hundred and sixty five pounds. And I think it's actually very important for him to line up against Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate and see these guys and say, okay, maybe. This is where I have I have to really separate myself. It's not good enough at this point to just be the best receiver in Ohio. Like he has to be one of the two or three best receivers in the country to be really focused on by Ohio State. And I, I think that you're going to see that. I, I do wish that you know there were uh, there's going to be a couple of really good cornerbacks on campus tomorrow. Uh, Caleb Beasley, a 2024 cornerback from Tennessee, who was very impressive at the Under Armour camp that we saw in April. Uh, he's going to be there. This defensive back Caleb Downs from Georgia, who is probably the Buckeyes' top safety prospect in the class of 2023. He's going to be on campus. I think he's going to be working out. And then there is uh, a 2022 cornerback named Terrence Brooks, who was offered by Ohio State last week, is making an official visit. It already started on Monday. Like, so he got an offer and set up an official visit within a week to Ohio State. And that's interesting for a number of reasons. I know people are out there going to go, oh, well, this is because James Singletary took an official visit to Georgia. But it's really because Ohio State lost out on Toriano Pride and they want a fourth cornerback in this class of 2022. And if you look at, you know, what they can get out of Terrence Brooks, this is a top 100 player in the country. He's a stud from Texas. And the Buckeyes have a, a history of going into Texas and recruiting that area very well, especially at the defensive back position. And Kerry Combs wasted no time once they realized that things were moving the wrong direction with Toriano Pride in making sure that Terrence Brooks knew that he was on their radar. Like I said, now all of a sudden, a week later, he's visiting Ohio State. And there's some people I've talked to already who think that this is an Ohio State-Alabama battle for him and that it could be over in the near future. So he's not going to be able to work out at camp because he's part of an official visit. Um, you know, he'll be one of two official visitors on campus on, on Tuesday. This, the other is Tyler Booker, the four-star offensive lineman from IMG Academy. But, you know, there, there's going to be some dudes. Tuesday is going to be a really good camp day. Uh, we're going to see, in my opinion, the best 2024 quarterback in the country. His name is Jaden Davis from South Carolina. He is a superstar in the making. Uh, Jaden Osbury coming up from Baton Rouge, Louisiana as a linebacker, going to turn some heads very similar to the way that Troy Bowles did a week ago and the way that Sonny Styles has hit. He's a five-star type talent. I, I'm excited. Like I don't get really amped up for a lot of these one-day camps because there's a lot of waiting around, but this, this camp's going to have some stars. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be one of those camps where it's, there's not really a lot of time to wait around. You got to get to get to watch the linebackers. You got to go watch the wide receivers. You got to get over to see a quarterback. I mean, we're going to be moving a lot. There's going to be a lot to report on. I'm excited to see what, what, what happens once we get out there. And I'm excited to see all these guys compete. Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's a ton of um, news we could talk about and, you know, we're upwards of 30 minutes here already, Spencer. And I just want to, let's, let's go 
on, you know, off the beaten path here, give a little game of in or out, I guess, based on players that have either visited in the last week or, you know, your overall, just go, just bang, bang, rapid fire. Let me, let me get some. We're playing the game, the game, the game of in or out. That's what I was looking for. Um, let's, let's start at the running back spot. You know, we just talked about Dallin Hayden, the possibilities in 2022, but you know, one of the most impressive players I think of any camp so far was Richard Young, the number one running back in the class of 2023. And this is a guy who built a, a pretty quick relationship with Tony Alford and, and it's starting to kind of take off. Uh, let's start there. Richard Young. Right now I'd say Richard Young is in He is one of the two, you know, three 2023 tailbacks last week that told me Ohio state was at the top of the list along with um, Justice Haynes from Georgia and, and uh, uh, Trey Webb from, from Florida as well. And I think that Trey Webb and Richard Young uh, and Brandon Ennis, that that little group think of the, uh, they all want to go to the same school could get a real shot in the arm if Brandon Ennis loves Ohio State as much as every other player that's visited has when he's there on Tuesday. There's a long way to go. Uh, obviously, Alabama, Georgia, these schools are all going to be involved. Um, but the relationship that Tony Alford has with Richard Young is very sincere and very real. Uh, and I think he's in. All right, let's stay. We're going to stay in 2023 for the duration of this game. Okay, okay. Um, he didn't. He didn't camp, but I, I'd like to know some thoughts because his brother is also concerned with Ohio Let's go to Zachariah Branch. In. In. Okay. In. Carnell he, Tate. He, uh, Carnell Tate. Boy, that's a tough one. Whew, that is a tough one. There, here's the thing. He's visited Ohio State twice this month. He's visited Notre Dame twice this month already, and is expected to go back there next weekend. If he commits any time in the near future, I think he's out. I think he'll if he goes back to Notre Dame this upcoming weekend, I could see an early commitment to the Irish, I guess. If he if he goes back and, and stops and thinks and, and goes down to IMG and plays his, his junior year, then I think that things could change. Ohio State's the dream school. Notre Dame has done a great job there. Uh, I'm going to say. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Out. Nope. Screw it. I'm going in. He's in. He's in. So, so Zachariah Branch and Carnell Tate are both in. Yes. All right. Um, well, we'll see Brandon in this later this week, so I think we'll hold off on him. Um, he didn't camp, but let's talk about Caden Proctor. Um, way too early to to say. I mean, I, I would say, I would say out right now, just because it's just so early and there's not enough data points. I mean, obviously, he was impressed by Ohio State, had a great time there on his visit on Friday, but you know, Ohio State's going to need to to go in and compete against the big boys there. Uh, and Greg Studrara to this point has not shown that he can win that battle against the big boys for a national offensive lineman that doesn't have a natural tie to Ohio state or to Ohio. And so I think that, you know, the key here is developing that relationship early. I'm not going to say that that one's unwinnable by any chance. I think the Buckeyes have a real good shot. Uh, I think that they will be in that top one or two schools for him all the way till he signs, but um, uh, right now I'm going to say out just because there's lacking data. I'm, I'm going to throw a little wrench into this one. And I think we're going to have a wrench thrown into this recruitment at some point. If Thayer Munford and, and Nicholas Petit-Frere are both first or second round picks, 
the, the narrative surrounding Ohio State tackles, you know, they, they haven't had a first-round pick at tackle, I think, since Taylor Decker, it changes a little bit. And then you've got two guys that have been developed there by Greg Stadrawa that, that really turned into really nice players that, that are going to be really good in the NFL. If, if that happens, I think Ohio State has a new recruiting pitch at tackle, and I think that could change things in the 2023 class. But that that's a lot of ifs that that have to happen in order. Well, for that yeah, to and, and, but you're not altogether uh, off base, I don't think. Especially when you add in Paris Johnson, who next year will be a number one, you know, a, a first round pick at tackle. You could be looking at three in the next two years, and that does change things considerably. So let's talk back about Caden Proctor. Let's say in like December and see where things stand. Okay, um, we haven't seen a lot of these guys yet from 2023. I'm going to ask you, David Hicks, the, the defensive end, one of the most impressive players to camp this mm. this uh, cycle so far. I'm still going to say out. I mean, I don't think – Ohio State certainly did a great job with him and impressed him, and Larry Johnson did. Um, the Talking to his father, they, they seem willing to leave Texas. But, you know, I, I don't know. Seeing him in person, you know, we saw his, his recruiting profiles list him at 6'4", 250. To me, he looked closer to like 6'2". Um, and I don't know if he's a full on rush edge, like, um, you know, his national ranking indicates. So, uh, I, at this point, I'm going to say out, but again, in a very good spot. Uh, Mateo Uyangulale. Oh boy. Goodness. You're really throwing some haymakers here. I think I'm going to, it's Ohio state, Clemson or Alabama there. And I honestly think it's going to be Ohio state. If Larry Johnson's at Ohio state, I think it'll be, I think it'll be Buckeyes. Okay, two more, and it's, it's guys that are kind of flying under the radar. Um, well, w- first, let's go to Sonny Styles. Sonny Styles in or out. This is, I think this is one that will test you a little bit. In. I, I just – I don't see any – I just don't see any way that Ryan Day loses that battle for a kid who grew up dreaming of playing at Ohio State, whose father played at Ohio State, who lives 25 minutes away from the school. Uh, the opportunities that he's going to have to just show up on campus like he did last week and just hang out and talk to people over the next couple of years is very important. I know his brother's at Notre Dame. I know he's going to be at Notre Dame a lot because of that, but I just, I just don't see, I don't see, I don't see him losing that battle. And if he does, then, then we've got, a, then Ohio State's got some problems. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's a real fight. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and, and it's kudos to Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame for making you know, him him a priority. If they know the, the types of kids they recruit, Ohio State and Notre Dame recruit a lot of the same kids. And, and, you know, that's why Notre Dame is the top competition for, like, not just Sonny Styles, but for Xavier Wampa, for Jake Pope, for, um, you know, Emil uh, Wagner. There's a lot of these guys that are in that conversation. And I think you could see, as this goes on, Peyton Woodyard, the, the 2024 defensive back from St. John Bosco, California, who was offered by Ohio State, on Friday, like there's a ton of guys out there that these two teams are going to be going head to head for. Ohio State's not going to win them all. It's it's just not the way it goes. But I think that when you're talking about a guy who's born and raised in Columbus, whose dad suited up for Ohio State, I I think they can win that one. I I, I do. And Notre Dame, you know, hey, they've been in the college football playoff two of the last four years, and there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to 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 ride that success. Uh, AJ Harris, who might be your favorite prospect in the 2023 class. I love AJ Harris. I think he is the prototypical cornerback, uh, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame. Again, I think AJ Harris will be in at Ohio State eventually. Uh, I don't know if that happens real soon, but I, I do know that uh, the relationship that Kerry Combs has built with him uh, conversating once a week has been very, very good. Now, how, you know, what comes September 1st when Kerry Combs can talk to him as much as he wants to, 
I don't see any reason that that slows down. And what AJ Harris did last week by showing up in Columbus and working out for Ohio State when he had no reason to, he could have just done the whole tour. I think he wanted to make sure that Kerry Combs knew what he was about. And that's about competing and about going out and making himself better. Uh, and I, I think that the Buckeyes, I think the Buckeyes are, are very big AJ Harris fans. And uh, I am too, as I've said. So uh, I think he's in, I think, uh, again, I still think he could be the first 2023 commitment for Ohio State. I think, I think that's where we'll end because there's some guys, but I think we're getting into the weeds a little bit. If we, if we talk about uh, any more of them. Uh, we can talk anyone else you want. Uh, okay, let's talk 2023 linebacker. It, it's kind of interesting. You know, you've got Jaden Osborne, you've got Tamir Robinson, you've got Malik Bryan, Drake Bowen. Um, I know that you've written a little bit about a guy like Tackett Curtis. There's a guy There's a guy in Ohio that, that could be pushing for it um, to see Leah Connor. So, I mean, wh- what are you thinking at linebacker? 2023, in or out, I guess, in a reverse way, who could be in? Well, I mean, I, the thing is, you look at Sonny Styles, he could be a linebacker, a defensive back. He could be anything. So he sort of stands out. I really think that there's an opportunity for the Buckeyes um, with with uh, Troy Bowles, the t- son of Todd Bowles. That visit went really, really well. And, and I've said it before. I know the Buckeyes don't recruit Louisiana very often, but this is an opportunity with Jaden Osbury, who's visiting on Tuesday, to really have uh, an opening. His father, who is a member of the LSU staff, uh, is in trouble with the Tigers. I don't think that there's going to be um, a decision to stay close to home there. I think he's he's a type of player that fits that bullet spot perfectly. Um, he's very similar to Court Williams as far as stature and, and the way that he plays the game. He can run. Um, but it, I, I would think that he's one. I'm also very interested in Tamir Robinson from Pennsylvania, who's going to visit on Tuesday as well as a linebacker. Um, there, there's a lot of really good players. And for the Buckeyes, it's about narrowing in on them early enough and for Al Washington to try to do what he did with the 22 class and find those guys real early and let them be the, the basis of the defense. All right. I think that's where we can end uh, the game of in or yeah. out. Um, you know, what else? Anything else? Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on, man. There's so much going on. Offensive line, we could talk about that for a while. That This month has proven very effective for Ohio State in, in trying to eliminate targets as opposed to uh, expanding the board. You've had official visits from Tyler Booker, Addison Nichols, Ernest Green made an a unofficial visit. I think he's going to end up at Ohio State. I really do. Um, uh, Emil Wagner, I mean, there, there's been the, the Billy Shrouth recruitment. He actually got very interesting uh, heading into his official, or heading out of his official visit. He was like moments away from what I was told on uh, last week from canceling that Ohio State official visit and deciding between Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Maybe he's still going to end up at one of those two spots. I still think Notre Dame is, is the front runner, but the Buckeyes made it very interesting. And that's the whole thing. Like as long as they can get kids on campus, as long as you can get kids to understand, come see it and realize that Ohio State is different than everywhere else. Uh, you know, that the Buckeyes are absolutely great at differentiating themselves once you get on campus and, and showing kids that, hey, there's, there's a reason Ohio State and Alabama are the two best programs in the country. There's a reason why everyone else is chasing them. Uh, and, and Ohio State has done this really great job of melding the comb- the combination of things that Notre Dame has, which is the academics, the focus on life after football, the 40, 40 years, not four years. What Clemson has done, can compete for a national championship every year, going to be in the college football playoff every year. Ohio State is right now sort of like the best of both worlds when it comes to what these kids are looking for and the types of players that the Buckeyes are recruiting. 
there's a lot of them that are deciding between these same schools and they're thinking, okay, if I focus on this or am I focused on this? And then they kind of just always seem to meet in the middle and say, well, Ohio State has the best of both opportunities and uh, they, they're taking advantage of it. It's, it's a testament to what Urban Meyer um, really improved upon after um, you know Jim Trussell left and Ryan Day has enhanced it even more just by being who he is. And, and that's is really resonating with kids. This month has been an eye-opener for a ton of kids. Gosh, Spencer, there's, what, 35 tight ends that have been on campus so far for Ohio State. Uh, it, it's been – it has been an absolute um, race to the finish here in June, and we're almost done with it. we got two more camps. I'll be heading out to the opening and the Elite 11 at the end of the month to kind of get a – hopefully some more time with Queen Ewers and see what – you know, how he competes out there against the best of the best quarterbacks in the country, but – it's it's certainly fun to to see what's what's happening. So, what, what couple, else? Couple couple little questions. Um, even me, as somebody who is around, you know, at all these camps and everything, why are the Buckeyes offering so many twenty twenty three tight ends? That's been a question that has been asked. Um, you know, I keep a list of some offers. I think there's like fifteen tight ends that have been offered in twenty twenty three. It it it's just kind of striking that that Ohio State's moving in that direction of casting the wide net for those tight ends. Is it a body type thing? Is it a, an interest thing? What, what, what is it? Well, number one, there's a ton of really good tight ends in the country. Uh, number two, Ohio state. If you look at the roster, you're going to have Jeremy Rucker and um, Mitch Rossi will be gone by that point. Cade Silver will be finishing up his eligibility at Ohio state. You're only going to have a, a room that consists of, of Joe Royer, Sam Hart, and then Bennett Christian and, and Benji Gosnell. So you don't really know exactly what you have. Um, number two, there is this opportunity to really take advantage of being Ohio State. I mean, they're, they're, these kids want to see the place. And whether it's um, Walker Lyons coming over from, from California, whether it's um, Mac Markway coming from St. Louis, whether it's um, Mega Barnwell from, from Virginia, like all these kids want to see it. And so the Buckeyes are saying essentially a lot of you guys are very similar. A lot of you are pretty much the same player. So, you know, build the relationship and go. They, they, they've got an opportunity. Lake Luke Haas from Oklahoma, they loved what they saw out of him. Uh, it, he was a lot bigger than they thought. There's just a lot of really good players at that position. The 23 class is absolutely loaded at tight end. And you got to get a head start here, uh, understanding that the Buckeyes are at a disadvantage at the position because it's so regularly used against them that they don't throw to the tight end like Oklahoma or some of these other schools do. But they keep pointing to these guys saying, hey, he's in the NFL, he's in the NFL, he's in the NFL. And these these people are recognizing it, and the kids and their families are recognizing it. And, you know, Ryan Day's offense wants to use the tight end for sure. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that translates this year when Jeremy Ruckert is a much bigger focus on, on the offense and if that can become a um, a regular piece of the puzzle for the Buckeyes moving forward. So, And then lastly, Berm, um, I think once the dust settles from June, this wild month that we've had in July, I think July may be just as fun as June because we can actually sit down and take a deep breath and kind of analyze what we saw throughout the month. So I think we're yeah. about to get into some good stuff here. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're looking forward to, right, is the opportunity to just figure out what it all means. And uh, we're, we're close to the end of June, as I said. We are definitely at the end of this episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Row and Byers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto, go to buyersauto.com. That is Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thank you for watching. Please rate, review, subscribe. Give us some feedback. We always appreciate it. Thanks a lot. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.